So, uh, we're going to talk about rest in peace to the Queen Elizabeth II. Um, she passed away at the age of 96. Queen Elizabeth wasn't doing too well. She was in the home. I'm assuming she was in the home. Maybe she was in the hospital. I'm not sure. But all of a sudden, my mom was on Facebook like maybe less than five minutes. It had like two minutes later. And she was like, wait, Queen Elizabeth died. I just saw that. Yeah, me too. I was on my Facebook. I was finished up doing my podcast, try to try to get some more stuff to it. And I saw Queen Elizabeth died. I'm like, what? Like, oh shit. And I had to look back. I was like, you know what? She lived that long. She's been in the monarch for a long fucking time since Winston Churchill was alive. Like, damn. <laughs> she impacted the hip hop and pop culture world. Well, it's interesting because of all royal families, <clears throat> that one royal family is probably the most popular worldwide. Absolutely. But you know what? At least she is resting with her husband, Philip. Rest in peace to the queen. Let's talk about my girl, Viola Davis. She's coming out with a movie, The Woman King, on September 16th. That's going to be powerful. So I saw some of the behind the scenes for that movie. All of the women look powerful, strong. Viola Davis' body is amazing. Oh I saw gosh. her actually training in the gym, and I was like, well, damn. <laughs> and also, she's on the Essence magazine with the rest of the women that was in the movie. They all look beautiful. Beautiful. I'm about 20 years younger than Viola Davis, and I still could never. I want her to be my lawyer. How she could be Annalise Keaton from How yes. to Get Away with Murder. Yes, I want her to be my lawyer, bitch. Represent me, because I'm gonna kill a few people, a few me motherfuckers. Too, set me up with that. Just give me away for murder. How much I got to charge you, bitch? Help me clean up the scene. That's a lot of cleanup. I'm not doing that shit. Uh uh. Listen, I'm gonna clean them out of fucking blood. Fuck out of here. But shout out to Viola Davis. Viola Davis, she's amazing, an amazing actress. I just love the power of sisterhood because it's a journey for them to be seen, heard, and uplifted. As a black woman that showcased to the world is more than they could ever have. We have a lot of powerful women. They do Smart, educated. Yes. Classy. Yes, like me. <clears throat> Thank you. I mean, you know what? Just to all that, I'm going to say support black women, support <laughs> black sports, support black art. Absolutely. You're right. You're definitely right. Well, she's showing up and showing out at this point. Tev, I remember you mentioned about friendships and you wanted to talk about it. So what's going on? So I have or had a friend who I had grew really close to really fast. And our friendship just, like, we met, we clicked, it took off, we became really close in a short time span. And this particular friend, like, was very supportive of me. I was very supportive of them. Mm -hmm. They actually knew me for, like, maybe, I want to say, four to five months. Uh, this friend lives out of state, and they came up to New York to actually see me for my birthday, celebrate and enjoy the time. Mm -hmm. 
Had a great time, no complaints. Next thing you know, a few months came by, this particular friend got upset about something I said and passing that I didn't think was that serious, but I feel like it triggered them. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, you know, I can apologize for that. I didn't mean anything by what I said, but if it, if you know, since I'm seeing that it hurts you, I do want to apologize because that's not the way I meant it. And I'm, and I'm sorry that you took it that way. And I do apologize for not using my words carefully. Mm-hmm. We seem to have moved on from that. I went down to see this particular person in their home state. And the whole situation, it just wasn't right. I didn't feel comfortable. I had known that this person has pets and stuff. The whole, and you know, I'm scared of animals. Anyone who knows, you know, I I, I don't do animals. Scary bitch. I mean, listen, listen, I could deal with a spider. I could deal with it, you know, even a tarantula. I could deal with some reptiles, some turtles, some snakes, you know, some iguanas. And this bitch could deal with a children of the corn in the village, but you're scared of the fucking little dog, bitch. But I'm afraid of dogs and cats, namely. And squirrels. You scared of squirrels too, bitch? Yes. The fuck wrong with you? They, I they see them in the park and I take flight. Okay, I'm not staying there. <laughs> yeah. We won't be sharing lunch, and I sure the fuck won't be your lunch. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, we keep going. But like I was saying, so I went down and I felt uncomfortable with the whole, you know, dog and cat situation because this person had multiple dogs, multiple cats, and I, I'll say it. This person, they had two dogs and two cats, right? Mm-hmm. And I just did not feel comfortable with that at all. I was like, okay, this is making me uncomfortable. It's scary. When I see the pets, I can't keep running. The pets can't be kept in captivity for the whole entire time that I'm here for the weekend. So, you know, because they used to roam around the house. So I was like, you know, I'll remove myself from the situation. I'll go stay in the hotel. I told my friend at first they seemed to be cool with it. And then it was on some, you know what? I'm going to take you to this hotel, but I'm not doing no pickups and drop-offs. And you know what? Furthermore, I don't even want to speak to you no more. Mm-hmm. So I was dropped off at a hotel at night in a place that I'm unfamiliar with that's not a city. You can't just take a bus or a train or just flag down a cab and get to your So what the hell you was at in the country? What the fuck you was at? I was in a, I want to say a suburb, but oh not really a suburb so much because there were, it wasn't like a house line. With, I mean, it wasn't like a street line with houses. It was more so given like a long road with some hotels and a lot of streets in between. Was it, a dirt, was it a dirt road? What type of no, road? No, no. Was it? it definitely was a paved road. Okay. It was it was definitely in a college town. This ain't the Wizard of Oz, bitch. I don't no, no. plan to get a great road. It was in a college town, so there were multiple hotels. Mm-hmm. And then there, but they were a little bit, you know, spread apart. Mm-hmm. But there were definitely stores, the Target, little cafes and stuff. But we're talking about a suburban town at about 10 p.m. Or it could have been earlier than that, but it was winter time, so it definitely got darker earlier. So let's say about 8 p.m. Most of the stuff is shut down and closed. Only things that's open is the hotels, and therefore they're like a little distance apart. 
I go to the first hotel and they tell me, okay, well, you know, I'm going to stay here until you get checked in at least. I go to check into the hotel. I receive the text message saying, oh, I have to go back home. My kids are fighting again. So when I tried to book the room, the hotel told me that they had no more rooms, although I had sort of they had rooms available on Mm-hmm. But I got there, it seemed like a whole, like, maybe high school or college football team or some sports team had pulled up in a large coach bus, and they may have taken all those rooms. So mm-hmm. I go to the next hotel, they were booked. The next hotel, they were booked. And so I had to stay in a raggedy-ass red carpet inn after walking to my <laughs> fourth hotel. the red carpet inn. A red carpet inn. <laughs> Is that a two-star hotel, bitch, with roaches? Fuck out one. The walls were <laughs> the walls had cigarette stains. It was yellow. Uh, it's all dripping and shit, bitch. The room <laughs> smelled like cigarettes. <laughs> I had to spray the bed down with some light because I, I know you were tight as hell. Oh man. I slept on top of the covers because I said it get bad bugs in here. <laughs> Not top of the fucking covers. Was it a puffy blanket or was it all flat? It was a puffy blanket with some flat spots in it. Oh no! This mm-mm, mm-mm. the the toilet seat had cigarette burns on it. They no, smoking on it. <laughs> yo, you was the... okay. I'm so sorry to hear. It. I'm laughing. No filter. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Tab. And I just want to say about this story because I I was you know added some background so that the listeners could understand what was happening. And that occurred in October 2021. Damn. Now here it is September 2022. And this person is reaching out to me. Like, oh, I miss you. I regret what happened. You know, we, you know, I'm sad that we fell out. But how's life? How's your mom? And also, you know, I spoke to them about their children and their life and stuff. And they seem to be doing well. However, like, this same person had tried to reach out to me earlier, and I wanted to address the situation that happened. And they told me, oh, well, I spoke to some other people, and I know I'm not wrong, so you could go ahead with the bullshit. And I was like, all right, well, you know what? This ain't working. You know, I hope you get some help having a nice life. And now, here it comes. I want to say that happened probably earlier in the year, maybe about, like, February. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's now September, and this person's reaching out to me again. Now, this time, when you came with me, you came at me with an apology. At first, I was like, oh, I'm going to have an open heart. But ultimately, I have to recognize, like, friend, friends don't do that to friends. Right. You left me on the, you left me at a hotel on the side of the road, didn't make sure I got checked in. You said you didn't want to speak to me. You didn't even bother to ask me why I was leaving. That's not a friend at all. That's not loyal to me. I don't, if you would have left me stranded, I would never talk to you again. Then uh, not only that, I don't drive. We're right. in a place where you have to drive to get from point A to point B. There's no public transportation. And the crazy part about it is you took me somewhere further. You know, I want to say, I'll say this. I did arrive in D.C., but this person took me out to the area further away from D.C. to go to this hotel. Now I'm stranded with no way to get back to D.C. Luckily, in that same state, I have a cousin. And God. my cousin's Thank best God. friend also lives in that state that I've known since I was about 13 to 14. 
Right. So I have her number and I have my cousin's number as well. I called my cousin. My cousin's like, yo, I'll have my husband who's out on the road with the car right now come pick you up, you know, as he's making his way from the airport picking up his parents. So I'm like, no, you know, I'm just going to try to find my way. And if I don't find anything, then I'll call back and I'll let you know. So then I called my cousin, you know, I stayed on the phone with her until I got into the hotel room. And then my cousin was like, okay, well, that's fine now. She was like, but if you want to just stay one night and then leave tomorrow when we go to brunch, you could just come back to my house. And I was like, no, I'm going to just, you know, ride it out. I already paid for two nights, yada, yada, yada. Her best friend, who's a gym, actually decided to come pick me up from the hotel when it was time to check out because my cousin and her husband will be at work. Right. And I was like, okay, cool. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. It's my cousin's house. But before that, you know, we had a little food. We talked. We went shopping. Then we went back to my cousin's house, did some laundry or whatever, and just sat down and talked and had a good time. But this person is reaching out to me and saying, you know, all these things. And me, I'm the type of person, when I'm a friend to you, I'm very loyal. Right. I feel like in my friendships, I go above and beyond. I'll even bend over backwards to help you. Absolutely. That's what but, you do for me. I mean, you've been there for me all the time. But I would never, like, if you don't have a car, you never been, well, you have family there, but still, I would right. never throw a who friend lives, who lives the street. Several miles away, cities away, who's not even close to the area where I was. And then the person then even just finally apologized you a year later. Like about yeah, about a year later I got like, an apology. And no. then also, not only that, let me mention this part. The fact that even after I left to go back home, you knew which day I was leaving. You knew which day I had to change my ticket by the way, because I was no longer close to DC. I had actually gotten closer to Baltimore, so I had to leave from Baltimore. Right. Mm-hmm. So now you know I was in Maryland. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like you didn't even call me to see if I got home safely. You didn't care for months whether I was alive or not. And the way that we were that close, for you to really feel that way about me to not, to basically just not give a fuck, I think that's wild and that's actually crazy. And I thought about, you know, I actually do forgive this person because I have no ill will towards them or their family. I'm actually proud that they're doing well. But ultimately, it's like I can't be a friend of you because that friendship will never be the same. I will sit there and I will have to give you a half-assed friendship. And rather than me do that, we just don't need to be friends at all. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm over the situation. I'm over what occurred. I just see it for what it is. And it's like... Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And I'm not going to be shamed. So, right. give you a second chance because you left me, hung me out to dry. And I want to give you a second chance to even do something like that. So, you can't even get next to me, get close to me. I have that, to protect myself. That sounds so, that's just crazy with what people would do. Don't even realize it took you a whole fucking year to apologize. Like, no, bitch, bye. Being honest, it's, it's over with. You done. I don't know if that was pride. I don't know if that was ego. But it's like you sat there and you stayed mad for a whole bunch of months after the situation. Which I didn't say, hey, I want to leave your house and I don't really want to, like, you know, mess with you. It's like, oh, okay, I'm just going to go somewhere close to your house so that that way we could still meet up or whatever. 
it wasn't too far from the home. So I was like, uh, whatever the case is, we want to go somewhere. I could take like a little Uber or whatever. You come pick me up. You could drop me off. Or you could, I take Uber to you and then you could drop me off. It's whatever. It wasn't like I didn't go to like hang out with you. You wanted it under your terms and conditions. And if I no longer felt comfortable in the situation, I decided to remove myself. But you didn't even ask me why necessarily. I somewhat explained the situation and they seemed to be understanding, but then they didn't ask me directly why. Now, your other friends, did you have you told your other friends about the situation? Some people are like, I mean, do what you want. Oh, you know, see if this person, you know, could like, you know, earn your friendship back. You could talk. But I'm like, I think that we don't have any business really being cordial or being acquaintances because we don't we don't swim in the same circles. We don't even live in the same state. That was a friendship by choice and out of like a bond. But I feel like when the trust was broken, that bond was broken. Hmm. So there's really nothing to salvage. What can you do about that? Exactly. But you know, like people have like a whimsical romance. Yeah. Like it'd be a real short, fat, fast, like great romance. Mm -hmm. It was like one of those whimsical friendships. We had a short, fast, like strong, deep friendship. And then it was just over. Yeah. It's just like a relationship, but the friendship matter. And once you broke it, that's it. Same we were friends from October. Oh, no, we were friends from November of one year to October the next. We didn't even make it a full year, but it just became like very deep. It was a very deep, close friendship, and then it was just over. It is what it is. I don't feel like I need to go out looking and seeking other friends. It just happened organically, and then it ended for whatever reasons it ended for. At the end of the day, I'll take the high road and just move on. I have friends, and you know this, and I have a particular friend that, you know, it was a particular time where we definitely got into it, mm-hmm. and we have been having uh issue that had been ongoing for quite some time. Right. But we never stopped speaking. You know, if we did stop speaking, it might have been like a week, and then we would come back, reconvene after we kind of was ready to talk again, and then we had a dialogue about it. We tried to talk about it. Every conversation didn't go greatly, but ultimately in that friendship, it survived because we were willing to talk. If you really cut me off and shut me out for like four or five months because you're mad about something that happened way back when and you didn't, you weren't willing to have a conversation with me or talk to me about it, I don't feel like that's a good friend. And I told this person before, I feel like you're the type of person that shuts people out and you destroy your own friendships. And I surely was right about that because at the end of the day, that just was a foreshadowing of what ended up happening with our friendship. Why would you, I don't know. I can't get into the inner workings of someone's mind and try to figure them out all the time or analyze them. Mm-hmm. But I just noticed that there was a pattern where it seemed like it was the other person's fault. But all things, and I've learned this over time, that when people tell their side of the story, they could always seem like they were the victim in the situation right. and that the other person was just, you know, all types of fucked up and they didn't really do anything. But it's like, you have to tell your story of where you came from too. Right. And, and then if this is a habit of yours or, you know, it's basically like a pattern that you have, you have to look into yourself and wonder why this is happening. 
that's that's how you burn bridges like that, and that's not good at all. I'm gonna just say that. Right, like you gotta ask yourself, why do I fall out with everybody that I have a friendship with? I don't even understand them. <laughs> I just don't, bitch. <laughs> I don't. Mm-mm-mm. That's some deep shit for friendship, though. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm gonna go to wrap this up tonight. Thank you for all joining us tonight. Y'all make sure y'all follow our Instagram at No Filter Podcast. We will appreciate that for you guys to tell your family and friends about our show. Listen, I gotta go. But yeah, by the way, like we say, we gonna say exactly what the fuck is on our mind, no matter what, what any topic is. We gonna say what we gotta say. No filter. Until next time, y'all put up Tuesday. All right, bitch, get on my get this girl, bitch. I'm tired of you. Fuck off my phone. Fuck out of here.